Sorry, ladies. You know what? We'll just start. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can't hear me anyway. It doesn't, it doesn't come out on that thing. I'm going to talk real loud. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back after Pesach. We're so happy to see you all here. Happy to get to work and get back together again. Does anybody want to share one thought that, hello, how are you? Nice to see you. Any, one thought of maybe some idea, some vocabulary word, something that occurred to them over Pesach that kept them on the place they wanted to be. Ella? Well, I don't have any vocabulary, but coming from the discussions that our group had based on this class, so we kind of came up with different things we were going to focus on trying on the clothing. I don't even remember how that was but the idea was that every day, at some point, I would stop and just accept what was going just accept what was going on. And it really did give me a lot of clarity and peace. This is what's happening. Right. Beautiful. Did everybody hear that? This idea of acceptance, which we're going to have to really take on big time, and we're going to, near Tashem, as we move forward, take on the thing of acceptance. Because remember, we're talking about living carbonated, and that all of those elements on that first page that we gave out are things that are going to all come into this. And what we've, here's the good news. There's good news and there's bad news, okay? The good news is that we've had four sessions, and in those four sessions, we have built up a little bit of vocabulary that hopefully will develop into a whole language, that hopefully will develop into a culture for the women of our city. And if there's a culture for the women of our city, there is now a culture (coughs) for the men and children of our city. That is the goal. It's a big goal. But why should we assume that we can't do it? We should assume that there's no reason we can't do this. There's nothing stopping us. There's nothing in our way. The good news is that we've started, that Chaburas have started, and you know, Baruch Hashem, some people have really made some progress in, in absorbing some of these ideas. The big thing we have to know about Musr is that everything we hear, we think we already heard, and we did already heard here, but somehow it's not in our bones yet, right? We're not really living it out so well. Maybe you are, I'm not. So therefore, this course is for me so that I can absorb and hear all of this in a new way and really develop the tools of the mind, the ratzon, right, the seichel, the ratzon, and actions. Now, as we understood it, and I'm going to explain more about this, there's a lot of tension between the seichel and the ratzon. If you remember, we talked about that just very briefly. The Ratzon hears something important and true and good and jumps on it. Yes, I want that. Yes, I believe that. The Ratzon has now stopped us from absorbing what we just heard. Because the Ratzon is not going to analyze or go into it deeply or try to see how it's relevant to me. The Ratzon right away says, yes, that's what I want. And it stops there. Nothing works unless you have the seichel involved. Once you have the seichel to understand the thing, to then analyze it and pull it apart and incite and excite the ratzon, you don't get anywhere. So we've heard all these kinds of beautiful things over many, many years. How much have we really transformed? I think most of us have grown. 
But we want to go much deeper than that because as we learned last time, the idea is that a human being should always, must, must constantly connect with Hashem. Okay, let's put that aside for a second because I want to go back to that. The bad news. The bad news is that we have one session left plus in the Hashem, our mini retreat, which is on May 7th, and we're this close to having a place to doing it, so I can't announce it right now because I don't have confirmation. But we're going to have a retreat from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock, Mir Tashem, with a sit and schmooze time afterwards because I see that a lot of times people just want to sit and talk about it, understand it more deeply. It's hard, but it's hard in the short time that we have to give across very deep and different ideas that sound like something we already heard before, and they're not. So this is going to take very hard work, but we want the hard work to come easily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna explain that too. Another piece, okay, so, so the bad news is we only have one actual session left. Mir Tashem, we're gonna pick it up again in the fall, and we'll do it Tuesday nights, because Tuesday night was always our classroom night. There was a reason this time we did it Wednesday nights. We're gonna shift to Tuesday nights. I hope that works for people. Part of the bad news is, that this is a lifelong avoda. It's a lifelong avoda. And on the sheet that I'm going to give out today, there's a quote from the Messiah Sishari. The same author, Rav Moshe Chaim who wrote, Hayosa Adam Pona Tami Laboro, that a person has to constantly turn to his creator, wrote in Messiah Sishari, V'yasim al-libo, a person has to put on his heart and pay attention to his obligation that he tries to ignore. So I want to make something very clear, okay? The purpose of what we're doing is not to make anybody feel guilty, overwhelmed, discouraged, or hopeless. One woman said to me after our last class, she came over and said to me, you know, I can't really do these lofty goals. It's just not me. I'm not there. I, 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 I'm not ready to be someone who thinks about Hashem and turns to Hashem and is so holy and everything. I said, so that's no problem. That's no problem. Every person in here has to have an individual approach and program using these ideas that will only help you. If you can't work on a spiritual goal or spiritual growth, take something in your life that's not working so well and work on that. And that will train you. It will open up doors you have no idea. As we begin to speak a different language, as we begin to raise ourselves from the the place that we've always been in and start to become aware and alive, it will affect you in whatever you do. You want to be someone who wants to become a, um, a marathon runner? Good for you. Take that. Try that on. And we're going to learn how to try on these clothes. But each person looks at things differently. This is meant to be gentle. It is meant to be self-accepting. It is meant to teach us how to think. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Learning how to think. We grew up in an, in an educational system where we were fed information 
and we memorize the information and spit it back. This is something that's still going on, and I know as an educator, we try so many ways to get the kids to discover, explore. You cannot imagine the reaction right away if they don't get the answer given to them. But what are they doing the test? Right? So, and it's, it's not their fault. This is the system by which we have all grown up. We don't know how to think. We don't know what zichuch harayon even looks like. Clarity of ideas. We don't know what that means. For instance, our line that we had in the, in the first, you know, we gave up that page from the Derech Hashem, and it had that whole green thing with the tree and the roots and everything, and it explained that the purpose of man is to be pona come to borrow, turn constantly to God. So I would say to you, oh, what does that mean? Oh, is that relevant to you to be turning to God all the time? Uh, is there some resistance there? Uh, why is there resistance? Uh, is it relevant to your life at all? Like, we don't answer these questions. We don't even dare ask these questions. I don't like that. It puts responsibility on me. It puts pressure on me. I don't like that and I don't want it. Why can't we say that to ourselves and then go deeper? Why don't I want it? Why am I resisting it? What about this is scaring me? What about this is hard for me? What about this has nowhere to land in my brain, in my way of thinking? Last time we went through what happens when a thought happens in your brain, right? You go from the neuron and the thought travels down the axon till the axon station. I didn't bring both neurons today, but there is no thought until it connects with the next neuron, and that happens through hormones, and then you create grooves in your brain, certain ways of thinking, and we have grooves in our brain, and we don't disturb them. And that is called coasting. Unless we have, God forbid, some major challenge or difficulty, we prefer to coast. Don't bother me. I have my way of thinking. I have the grooves in my brain. I'm okay. I'm a good person. My life is basically working. Why do I have to go to all of this trouble and start questioning things and stir up a whole, whole pot of problems? Why should I do that? And this is called, this is what the books will call cognitive slumber. This is cognitive slumber. Most of us are living in a world of cognitive slumber, mostly because we're either afraid, right, we're afraid, or we don't want to work. And we gave out the page last year at the top, there was a quote from Carl Jung, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Why can't I ever this? Why are other people able to do this? Why isn't my life working? Why is her life so much better? Why can't I make money? Why can't I be this? Why can't I achieve that? Why can't my family be this? Why can't I have a family? We're in grooves that we created. We don't bother disturbing them. Don't, 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 don't rock the boat. Because we don't wanna work. 
I fool myself in this. I don't want to work. Okay, I'll try to be a good person. I'm going to work myself throughout the day. I don't want the discipline, the mental discipline of why this is so. Why are these my feelings? What can I do about that? Where can I? It's hard work. Zichon is hard work. But if you don't get the seichel involved, the Russian grabs the good ideas and does nothing with it. And that's why we say so many times, I've heard so many shiurim on Lashon Hara. I've heard so many shiurim on this and on this, and I'm just not changing. Because the seichel's not involved. Because we don't dare, dare go there. Does this make sense to you? Can you relate to what I'm saying? Yes. Explain a little bit about the stakeholder, the Russell writing idea. Yeah, so we're, I'm still in my introduction. Yes, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to do more about that. Yes. I'm not following how there's like grooves in the brain that we're posting, along with the list of things like why can't I like the X, Y, and Z. How, how are those? Because what we, what, so, so are the way our brains work, let's say a kid in the sixth grade, she's in a math class. And the teacher's going to come in and write the equation on the board and explain how to do it. And then she'll write that equation in her notebook, and she'll study that equation. And then when it comes time for the test, she'll just take that equation and place the numbers into the equation. I remember doing that. I'm not going to study or figure out why the ma- what the math means or why this works, right? Of course, the teacher never bothered doing that. So I'll just, here's the equation, boom, oh, it works. So I don't understand the math. I don't know why the math works this way. Unless I'm a math student who really loves this kind of thing, it's, I'm not going to do that. Is there even a way to? Uh, like, I always thought that plugging, learning the equation to plug it in is understanding it. No, it's memorization. Unless the teacher will take the time. They're trying to do this now, where people understand why this works. Oh, then I don't get it. It all makes sense. I don't even have to study because I understand it. But we don't do that. I'm just using that as a metaphor. I don't know if that's the right word. The metaphor for what we do with life. How many of us really examine what is going on, what it means, what we're resisting, what about us is causing this, what are the patterns of my thinking that are putting me in this situation. So those, you know, that, that, that's what we do. So I would say to that person who said, I don't like these lofty values, they're too hard for me. Because don't say, hey, nobody here is putting any pressure on you. We're not trying to turn ourselves into tzaddikim. We're trying to wake up and get out of the cognitive slumber that we are in. And we have a mission here. We were put here in the world to turn to God, to imitate God, to master ourselves. That is our accountability. He gives us life. He gives us ability to live. He gives us homes. He gives us friends. Whatever it is he gives us. And then he says, okay, I paid you your salary. Now do the job. But we are focused on ourselves and our lives. I want my life to work. And when it doesn't work, I will blame God. But that's not what we're here for. We're not here for us. We are here to serve him. That's the only reason we're here. And so we are misalling. We turn our backs on, we ignore, we turn away from our chova, our accountability. Now, I'm not saying this to scare us. I'm saying this to realize that 
I'm much more than I think. I'm actually in this world for a purpose. And the world is not complete if I don't fulfill my purpose. Please hear this. It's a very empowering thought. One of the reasons we say Kaddish, when a Jew dies, is because that mission, that Kedusha brought about by working on that mission, is no longer being done. We have to fill the world with more Kedusha because that person left. When I die, you're going to say Kaddish? You mean it makes a difference if I'm in the world or not? This is very empowering. So let's learn how. Let's learn the language of, of being awake, the language of actually making choices, the language of creating new grooves in the brain, things that we never thought that we could do. What's your four-minute mile? How many of you, over the course of these last weeks, have written down your four-minute mile? What you would love to have be true about you in your life, but you assume it can never happen. How many people here wrote it down? Okay. Mm -hmm. Two, three. I, I expected that. Four. Okay. I'm not sure. If I'm, like I'm, I'm not sure. Stop thinking so much. <laughs> Stop thinking so much. Open your mind. Because what you're doing is what you're you're, you're jumping into what you're hearing before you really hear it. That's what you do. Open your mind. Open your mind. We, we, you know, we presented a number of ideas over the last few weeks, but we haven't had time to delve into them. That's one of the reasons I think we have to have this, this mini retreat, which I hope will be, uh, you know, just bring us to a new level of understanding. And something that we can all get, I don't think this takes too much thought, even though it really should take a lot of thought. We're living, for the most part, in the sensory world sensory belief system. What I see is what's true. She has a big house. I have a dirty little house. She has a good job. I can't even get a job. She has children. I don't have any. Whatever it is, here we are in the sensory belief system. And it's very real. I'm not saying it's not real. All of these feelings, all of this pain, all of this frustration, all of this sadness, all of this discouragement is very, very real. However, if we would just reach up to the trolley line above us, we would be on that zip line. And it would take us from the sensory belief system into the transcendent belief system, where what happens in this world you know, I think I mentioned before that the, the Stipler Rob, he had a son-in-law, Nettle, who died when he was young. He left eight children. He wasn't even 40 years old. He left eight children. Really a horrible thing. And the Stipler himself helped take care of those children. He wrote notes for them when they came to school late. He played hide-and-seek with them. If you would know what the Stipler was, like, oh my gosh, what? But he did because they needed it. But he would say, don't take the troubles of this world too seriously. That's a hard thing for us, because our feet are here. But sometimes we can touch, we can touch, we can touch, we can touch. And the more alive we are to the reality of Hashem and what we're here for, the more, you know, when I was a kid, they had those kids' sneakers. You're all too young for that. And, and, and they, they would show these 
visions of kids running in their kids' sneakers and they would mm. leap up into the air. Did I tell you about this before? I wanted kids' sneakers because I knew once I get kids' sneakers, I'm going to fly. Mm. And then my mother bought me kids' sneakers. Everybody had kids' sneakers. And I started running and I thought it was going to fly. I didn't fly. Mm-hmm. But here's where we can fly. You put on those sneakers and you start running and you touch this and you touch this and you touch this and you touch this and your life will change. Now, what I just said to you is a cloud. Okay? I'm going to get questions soon. I'm going to get questions. There's a difference between a cloud, which is an overall rule, and a prat. A prat is a detail. So I say to you, oh, there are two worlds. There is a sensory world, and there is a transcendent world. And if you can just touch the transcendent world and learn to live in the transcendent world, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be like the stipler, and the problems of this world aren't going to bother you so much. You're going to be so uplifted and transcendent. That's a problem. I believe it's true. It is true. It is true. This world is just the place of testing. It's just the stage. It's not the real world. Meanwhile, all this is going on. And what we do here in the sensory world is making a huge difference up there. It's like unbelievable. That's a cloud. That's an idea. For instance, the Ahafta Lorecha Kamocha, Ze Klau Godolba Torah. You should love your friend like you love yourself. That is a great cloud in the Torah. It's a great cloud, isn't it? Is there anybody in this room that doesn't agree with the Ahafta Lorecha Kamocha? Anybody here think it doesn't make sense? Anybody here whose Rutzen doesn't say, yes, I would like to be like that? Anybody, <coughs> does your Rutzen say, oh, I would love to be the Ahav Torecha I'd love to love every Jew, yes? Does your Rutzen feel pulled by that? Does it sound good? Your Rutzen can't relate to it. Properly. Because a Klal is always the, the purview of the Seichel. All klalim are dealt with by the seichel. You've got to have the cloud. You've got to have the mind that can analyze and delve and understand, right? You've got to have the seichel. So the cloud is the purview of the seichel, of your mind, of that great, unbelievable brain you have inside. Now, how do you get the rutzen involved? Because you've got to incite the rutzen. You have to have his lahabus and nefesh, right? You do that through the protting, the details. The details excite the nefesh, the heart, the rutzen. The protting are the purview of the heart of the lave. Now, I'm going to show you why this is important. Okay? Are you with me? Yeah. Yes. Question. I'm confused because I feel like it's the opposite. Like, sure, my rotson is like, I would love to love everyone like myself. But in details, with the person who's pressing my buttons, my rotson doesn't really care. Like, my rotson's angry. My mind is saying, there's a mitzvah to love them like yourself. So it doesn't... It's not your rotson that's angry. Your rotson wants it. We haven't talked about the amygdala and all that stuff yet. We're going to have to talk about all the other pieces that affect us in our brains and how we can deal with that. It's not your rutsum that's angry. It's not. 
So, so look, what's angry? So what's angry are, is is your thoughts. your your thoughts, your emotions, right? Your rutsum wants to be good. Sometimes when you're saying something nasty, somebody just said to me this week, I think it's hormones, but I've been so nasty to the people in my family. I keep saying nasty things to the people in my family, and I, I really think it's hormones. While she's saying it, her mind is saying, I don't want to be saying this. She said words came out of my mouth that I didn't want to have come out of my mouth. They came out of my mouth. How do they come out of her mouth? Because knee-jerk response. Knee response. It's a I don't know if we should turn this on in the middle. It's like a little... It'll, it'll record and we'll have it to send out. Okay, fine. Okay. So, so last time I gave you that page, that the two pages together, that show with this with the shirts. Okay? Two pages with the shirts. Okay. So what we said with those, I don't have it with me, I don't have one, but what we said with those two pages, thank you, with the shirts, was that if you can see it, you can be it. Here's where the rutsum can help you. The rutsum can see who you want to be. The rutsum wants that, right? Without the seichel, you won't get anywhere. So what we're gonna have to do is decide what it is. What is that thing that I want to achieve? We're gonna have to um, clearly delineate it, and then we're gonna have to figure out how to get there. So that's what I'd like to do with you today, to learn this, this um, how we go from the cloud to the prat and how that can excite our rut zone and give us more reasons to keep making new grooves in the brain. Because the more you can attach emotions to the thoughts, the more deeply they will wire in your brain. So that's what we're gonna try to do. And this process is called Hisponinus. Hisponinus is the, is the answer, it's the antidote to cognitive slumber. We are all in a cognitive slumber, most of the time. Hisponinus is the antidote. Now, I'm gonna tell you what hisponinus needs in English, but I think that we wanna get that word into our heads and into our bones without translating it. Hisbonus is really, when you're working with sicho harayim, clarifying a thought, that's a piece of hisbonus. Hisbonus means introspection, going inside, but not just to that first layer. It means going deeper and deeper and deeper. Why do I resist turning to Hashem all the time? What about it scares me? What about it don't I like? What about it tells me that I can never get there? What am I thinking that causes that? You have to go deeper and then deeper. You have to A, ask the questions that you're afraid to ask, and B, answer the questions that you're asking to yourself. Now, the first time you do it, you're not gonna, it's hard, this is a discipline. That's why Chaburosh is so important. Because we don't, want to, we don't want to do the work. I don't want to take a thing right there. Here's my four-minute mile, and this is why it's so important to me, and this is a no, no, no. A lot of us don't want to do that. But if you have a chabura and you say, guys, we're taking the first five minutes of the chabura, and everybody's doing a little bit of, of answering those questions to themselves, 
you'd be surprised at what will come out. And if you do it with your non-dominant hand, even more will come out because your dominant hand is connected to the sensor part of your brain. Your dominant hand will write things and then your brain will censor it. We want you to go to a place where your brain's not gonna censor anything you're saying. I'm not sure I even believe that Hashem is involved in my life. If that comes up for you, write it down. Pursue, question, ask. You can't live a life of cognitive slumber if you wanna fulfill your job in this world. Your job is to be alive, to make choices, to give love, to imitate Hashem, to accept his will. This is major work. And if you don't really think about it and dig into it, you can't get there. You're gonna we're always like flow above the depths. And you're not even really alive. You're sleeping. Yes. This just reminds me of the claw. It feels like it's a claw right now, the Spirosa Omer, when we're thinking about all the Spiro every single day and you're trying to think like Chatzet Shavuvura or if we're in the week of Gavura. It's just, it's hard to... It's too much. Daily to make it practical, yes. to go into the Pratim. Yes, it is. Yes. I agree with you. But I mean, it's relevant to now. Like, this is a great time to work on yourself. This is the time to work. This is the time to work. It's in the air. The power's in the air. But I have, but, but here's the thing also that, you know, your Ratzon will want to do all the spheros. Your Ratzon will want to do it all right. You can't. By you, I mean me. You can't, we can't do it right. Because we're not practiced. We don't even understand what it's all about. So what about if we say, I can't do all the spheros. I can't, you know, you know what I tell Kalas now? I say, don't take the list with a hundred names under the chuppah. You want to say the names, you want to dive in for them before the chuppah? Gesund to hate. Under that chuppah, you have certain things you'll say. You can say, please help the cholim of Klayasha. Or one or two people that you know that you care about, you dive for them. You're going to dive for a life. You're going to spend the whole time being very firm and saying names that you don't know anything about? What are you doing? What are you accomplishing? I'm sorry if I don't sound from. What do you achieve with that? What do you achieve? Hayom, I'm not going to say I didn't come through Come on. Give me a break. What about thinking? I'm doing what the Torah says. Hashem wants me to count from Pesach to Shavuot to Kabbalah's Torah. I want to turn myself into a kli that actually accepts the, oh, the burden of Torah. You know how hard that is? That's what I'm focusing on. I'm not big enough or smart enough to work on the spheros. Or maybe say, one thing you read about the sphere. Oh, I can think about that today. Let's get real, ladies. Let's get real. We have a job in this world. And it's not to be from, and it's not to dive in millions of Tehillim. It's to work on ourselves. It is easier to say 10 prokim of Tehillim than to transcend for one second. Now, I'm not against saying Tehillim. It's a wonderful thing. I give, we could have a whole place about Tehillim and the power of Tehillim. But um, we got to get real because our, our community is not real. If we're not loving and attracting every Jew around us and we're not full of joy and enthusiasm on a daily basis when we get out of bed, we're not real. We're not alive. I know, maybe we'll never get there, but we should try. And we have each other. And people are afraid to be a chaburos. 
use your chabura. Part of the bad news is that some people are not happy with their chabura. That's not bad, it's just bad news for them. So let's shift the chaburas. Some people don't know what to do in the chabura. Call me, I'll come, and we'll work on it together. I want to do this. I want every Jewish woman in this city to know Hashem and believe in her own greatness. And I don't care how busy we are and how overwhelmed we are. We are powerful, amazing, unlimited human beings. We should be so much more than we are. And we're the ones that suffer from not being who we could be. We limit ourselves and then we're depressed that we're limited. Who limited you? There's Rebunshalom. You don't have a limit. So what we want to do is start with his boninus. Really get into it. In your chabura. Here's an idea. Here's what Carl Jung says. Okay. Chachma b'boyim tami. There's a lot of chachma out there in the world. Let's discuss it. What does he mean? Make the unconscious conscious. I think I'm aware of what's going on in my unconscious. Really? Are we? Let's talk about that. What are the things I don't want to know that I think? What are the resentments I have that I don't want to share with myself? What are the doubts and questions about Hashem? What is my anger at Hashem? Am I dissatisfaction with my life that I'm afraid to discuss? I'm not saying you should get super for personal in the Chaburah. I'm saying use the Chaburahs. If you're not using the Chaburahs, including myself, we're, you're not, we're not drinking from this, from these, these teachings of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter and the Chobos Havavos and all these, all these people who have taught us what to do and how to think. But, oh yeah, it's a nice idea. Boom, boom, Come on. But I'm a fruit Jew. I'm just saying, you know, it's time to live on a different level. It's enough already. We're gonna, the, the world is crazy. Life is crazy. All we have is Hashem. All we have is our Neshama and our desire to be one drop closer, even if it's in the tiniest way. This is not to make everybody feel like we have to be these amazing, amazing people. Okay, so this is what I want to do today. Okay. Last time we gave out that sheet, and we asked that you should choose a value. One value, okay? Let's take one value. Let's say the value of here. What are some values? Let's, let's just, what are they? Simcha, joy, love, big on time, friendship, what? Gratitude. Gratitude. Integrity. Integrity. What? Authenticity. Integrity. Justice. Health. All, any one of these is a value. So let's say that a person, now every person in this room is going to have a different value that is very important to them. And even if you have the same one, it's gonna mean something different to you. So let's say we talk about trying on the clothes, okay? Let's talk about trying on clothes for a minute. Okay, so we have here two shirts, two pieces of clothing to try on. Are they the same? They're different, okay? So when you try on, you go to the store, you try on a shirt, and so I have here a list of some of the things that you're not even conscious about that go through your head when you try on a shirt. Okay, you go into the store, do it like the color pattern. This is pretty with the gold and the white, isn't it? And this is nice and casual with the pink stripes, right? Right, button down, Oxford, huh? 
What kind of material? This is a more dressy material. This is just a cotton material. Don't you, doesn't that go through your mind? Like, do I like the material? You start to feel it. Do the buttons open in the front? Do the shoulders fit? Does it need a shell? Very good. How does it fall? Is it too long or too short? Is it a box thing? Is it one of those short things? Or is it long and it covers up all the things I don't want people to see? Do I have a skirt that matches? I have a rule. Do not buy a shirt if you don't have a skirt that matches. I don't follow that rule, but I have the rule. You have to buy a skirt, right. Is it cool enough for the summer, warm enough for the winter? Is it stylish or is it a little bit outdated? Now, everybody is going to have a different, you know, sometimes somebody will buy you a shirt and they think it's really gorgeous. And when my sister always comes to New York and says, oh, I have a beautiful shirt for you and I open up. Ew, it's beautiful. <laughs> she it's so beautiful, but in her mind it is beautiful. So now when we talk about a value, whatever that value is, at least let's give it as much thought as we would give a shirt. Because we're going to be trying on this value. So what I want you to do today is, here's the sheet for today. Let's give this out and then talk about it, okay? I think that as we develop 
our his voninous abilities and we develop our trust and faith in him and recognize the godless the greatness of who we are when he sends us a new shirt we're prepared to look at <coughs> maybe i could wear this one because i know that i this i understand that that's so i try it on it takes a lot of the pain of having to shift into a new shirt away when you're prepared and when you actually have a relationship with him and when you actually know yourself and when you actually have practiced transcending and loving and trusting. On the bottom of last week's thing, it says, create new mental habits. The habit of love. Do we even know what love is? The habit of trust. Do we even trust him? Come on. We talk about it a lot. Do we trust him? The habit of transcendence. We can make the habit of transcending. So when he sends me a shirt and it scares me to death because I don't know how to wear this shirt and I'm not sure I'll ever look good in it, I gotta put it on. And then I gotta button it. And then I gotta tuck it in. Then I gotta go outside in it. And I have to wear it. And then all of a sudden over time, it becomes more comfortable and I wash it and it gets a little softer and I wear it here and somebody compliments me. It's gonna happen in your lives all the time. You're gonna get new shirts to wear that you never would have chosen. I'm sure it's happened to you already. Don't tell me that everything in your life has worked out perfectly because I won't believe you. Now, one never knows when you're gonna have to shift into a new shirt that you never would have chosen. But if you can put certain values in place and try them on and wear them, then you're more and more and more prepared for what happens. I can tell you a story that is so unbelievable. I don't have the names in front of me. I have them written down at home. I heard this story at a conference. It's an unbelievable story. It's a, this is an unbelievable story. Here's what I heard. The Yiddel something or other of B'nai Brach, who was a big, big Tamachacham scholar, huge person, was an ifter. Rabbi Chaim Greinemann and Rabbi Aaron Leib Steinman came to the Shiva. At the Shiva, Rabbi Greinemann said to the family, your father, husband, whatever it is, was unbelievable. He's straight to Olam Haba because he was learning his, his Tamachacham was Unbelievable. Rev. Iron Lake Steinman said, he'll go straight to the Kisei HaKavah, but it's because he suffered so much that he never complained. He accepted it all. Rev. Chaim Greinemann said, I think it's the Liwa HaTorah. So Rev. Iron Lake was silent and left. The next morning, Rev. Greinemann's son came to wake him up. And he said to him, I had a dream. In the dream, he said to me, Tarek Chayim, that in Shemayim, they hold with Rav Aaron Leib Steinman, that the reason he is going straight to the Kisei HaKavot is because he accepted suffering totally. The son woke up with Chaim Greinman and told him this story. Rav Chaim gets up, goes to Shacharis. On the way home from Shacharis, and falls, and he's paralyzed forever. 
somebody said to him, who pushed you? How did you fall? What did you trip on? He said, I didn't trip on anything. A mouth tripped me. What do you mean? He said, I was so amazed at what I heard about Rebido that during Shachar's I dove into Hashem that he should give me the same opportunity. That I should accept Yisuri's suffering in the way that Rebido did. And so when I left Shachar's, Hamalot was the question. And he never complained once. Is that a story? Is that for me? Please? Mm-mm. Nice story, not for me. No, no tripping. I have my kids' sneakers on, you know. <laughs> I'm going to fly my way through life. I'm going to hold on to the transcendent world. But for someone like them, it's a great story. But the point is, we are so entrenched in this world that we actually think that when things are bad, they're bad. Maybe we can move along that trajectory to realize that what happens in this life Everything that Hashem does is only good and only loving. So when he sends me a new shirt to wear, and I, I don't know how, I can't, it's too hard. I'm not big enough, I'm not this, I'm not this. No, I don't want to, I don't want this. But he sent it to me. He sent it to me in a gift bag. He sent it to Amazon. I opened up the box, a gift from Hashem, new shirt. I don't like it. But it's what you have to wear from that one. So then maybe I can get to the place where I can try the new shirt and calm myself down. I can have I can have a vocabulary to tell myself how to deal with this. That's why we need a language. And that's why we need each other. And that's why we have to learn what love is. And that's what we have to learn what trust is. And that's why we have to practice together transcendence. Why can't we do this? And maybe we'll never get to the, to the level of refinement. Who cares? It doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm aware and I'm open. Any little thing I can do along these lines, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do writing one minute a day. One minute, one line a day I can do. One line a day writing about the value that I, but I have to explain to you about this value. Can I just explain to you and then I'll answer your question? Listen, this is very, very important. Did I give you the paper? Look at the paper. Listen. A person has to put on his heart, which means pay attention to his obligation in this world, which is to know Hashem, to master ourselves, to work. We try to run away from it to ignore it. How do we take responsibility? Well, we talked about different goals, right? Identity-based outcomes are the ones where you're going to view yourself as a different person so the actions become natural, right? So what we're gonna have to do is we have to use the power of the mind, which we're gonna keep talking about, the power of the rub zone, the power of action. So now, what would it look like if I lived this value? Take one value, write it on that line. Value, health, value, love, value, integrity, whatever it is. Now, you're gonna think about 
in this, and we think about a shirt in detail. Material, the buttons, the length, this and that. Take the time to go into your mind. If I was a person who was that, what would it look like? I write down what actions would I do? How would I be speaking? How would I be feeling? How would I feel when I got up out of bed in the morning? If I was that kind of person, make it as many protein, as many details as possible because that's your access to your heart, to your emotions. That's what's gonna make it matter to you. Your brain knows that you want to be that kind of person. You've decided that that's a value that's important to you. That's your brain. Now you're gonna take it from the cloud to the prop. You wanna have 20 details here? The more details you have, the better. Sit down alone. Envision yourself being that person. That all loving, giving person. What do you like? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What are you saying? What are you, what are you smelling? What are you hearing? What are you wearing? Make it as detailed as you can. This is beginning to practice the power of his boninus so that we don't stay in the cognitive slumber. So we're going to have to talk more about clothing and protein and his boninus and zikharayim and his labus hanefesh. But if you can make a list here, if you actually get excited and happy about what you wrote, you can imagine yourself like that, that's his labus hanefesh. That will spark your rutzo, you see. And then you naturally start wearing it, put on that shirt, and act for one minute a day as if you're that person. And then another time in the day, things are hard, and you say, suppose I was that person. Act as if. Put on the shirt. Transcend. And trust that Hashem will help you. If you want it and you reach up, he is there to help you. It is miraculous what will happen to you. It will be miraculous. People in here have told me things when they've done this that are miracles. When they've overcome themselves. And the joy and the pleasure is unbelievable. But no, we'd rather stay. That's hard work. Does this make sense to you? How is that different than the four mile, whatever you said? So you put one of the, it's not different. What is your four, what's a four mile thing for you that I could never be? You can be. You can be. Look, if I want to go to the moon as an astronaut, at this point in my life, I don't think I can, I, I get busy on a swing, you know? I don't think that's going to happen. But that's not what we're talking about. There's no limit spiritually. There's no limit emotionally. There is no limit. Ella, what was your question? It wasn't a question. It was more of a story that really resonated for me. So my, many years ago, my stepmother sent me a coat for my birthday. And I looked at it and I thought, this is not me. This is not me at all. I don't know. So she gave it to me. I'm not going to send it back to somewhere. And now I get compliments on the coat as though it were my own, as though it were my style. I think back and I always say, my father sent this to me, I had no clue that it became my style. And now mm. I'm identified with that coat. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. It's a great muscle. Thank you. 
Yes, Rachel. Um, I've been recently researching writing as opposed to typing. And there's tremendous, Difference. tremendous power because we think before we write. Right. And it, it makes it more real for us. And so. A lot of people say that. But then you hear some people say that typing, for them, they get more. So, but if it, the experiment. Either way, whether you're typing it or you're writing it, if you're thinking about it and putting it down on something, it's really It's valuable. very important. That's how you get to the core. The writing, sometimes you write something, you look at it, and you say, did I write that? Hmm. Or if you look at it a week later or a month later, I wrote that? I didn't know I thought that. You get to know yourself. There's such gold inside of you. Get to know it. And don't limit yourself by what you thought was true about you. It's just... Those, those, you, you gathered evidence and you put it into your brain and now that's your default view of yourself. What you want to do is wear the clothes of the person you want to be and then gather evidence that you're being that person. Oh, look how I responded to her. Whoa, look what I did over there. Write down the evidence. You'd be amazed when you start looking at, I did do that, I did that. Maybe I am this kind of a person. We are not stuck. That's what Shuva is. This is what Shuva is. I can master myself. I can be who I long to be in the deepest part of myself. That picture I saw before I was born. That's who I want to be. Why can't we reach for it? Your Ratsa knows it. Go inside and listen to your voice. Yes? So do you have any advice I would say two things that I have found to be very effective. Thing number one is we develop for you a question and for 30 days to, to find, you know, write down what you did this today in this arena, for instance. And then you put on a timer and you write for two minutes and not one second more. But you have to do it every day. You can make it one minute and not one second more. Oh, and it could be gathering evidence for what you're trying to do. Today, I, I smiled at my neighbor who drives me crazy. I don't know, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So it becomes, and you will find yourself wanting to write more. You'll find yourself wanting to write more. So you just have that notebook there, and every day, at some point, you write one line. So, and for each person, it could be a different thing that you assign yourself, or have someone that your partner assign you something. Maybe it's gratitude. I am grateful for this guy because, not just I'm grateful for this guy, let's get into his bonus. Why am I grateful? That's very important. All these old things that we do that never affect us, find a way to make it more real, right? The other thing is if you're in a habura and you all agree when we get together, we're writing something about the details of our value, of that, how that value will, be, will look. And then you all do it. When you're in a place and everyone's doing it, you do it. And also my hope is that at the retreat, we will give you something to sit down and go into a corner and think and just write for yourself. And you will be surprised at how good it feels. 
So it's, it's a discipline. And it's a very, very effective tool. It's a very effective tool. I'd rather, you know, I had so many things to do today, and in between everything, I got this oven cleaner that you can use on something. I kept going back and spraying the oven and then getting a schmack and cleaning that, and then I'd go to something else, I'll come back, and I'm gonna get this oven clean. And it was a distraction for me because I had so many things to do that I didn't want to do. So I just, of course, I have to keep cleaning the oven in between every few minutes, I have to clean the oven. It looks really nice, but it's not done yet. It's going to take a long time anyway. But the point is, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to work. I'll just be a nice person, okay? Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it doesn't work out. Because things get really hairy and you get a shirt sent to you in the mail and it's not comfortable. You know what I mean? You don't know what I mean. Is a shirt a situation and then it becomes a value? There's no I just I use that as a you know she was saying that she has shirts that she she knows what she likes that she's comfortable in certain shirts so I just use that as a thing that sometimes you will actually have to try on new me dose and a new approach to life because you'll be forced to you were forced to Nadla did you get a new shirt is it yours now and now you feel comfortable but it was that was a tough shirt to accept in the mail. I was on the phone with you two years ago today. That's right. And it's a tough shirt. Right? But you put on that shirt and you accepted what you had to do. Right? said the shirt is carrying me. Whether that is alive or not. That was a tough one. But you know what? I don't think you'd give it up. Would you give it up? No. <laughs> so this what we're talking about is something that Hashem gives us. Not it's not a it's not necessarily a value. It's a He sometimes expects from us that we have to try on new approaches to life and new meetos. And we think we can't do it, that we don't have those resources inside of us. And by the way, she didn't have the resources when she started. With her determination and Hashem's help, she became a different person. It doesn't matter. The point is, you reached out for, for, for everybody. Can I borrow your cane? And you went all over the place to borrow cane. That, that's what it takes. And Hashem poured bracha on her and enabled her to wear this shirt. We don't know what tomorrow brings, but it's gonna be good. And the more we have him holding us, and actually the shirt we wear is him, you know? Just wrap ourselves in him. We can deal with a lot more than we think we can deal with. People do amazing things. I see it on a daily basis. I see people coping with difficult, challenging, sometimes unbearable situations. And I'm feeling so awful for them, and yet they're okay. I'm not saying they're not hurting. I'm not saying it's not hard, but they're okay. So when we're talking about like a value here, we say what actually is what I take, what I take. We're talking about I'm trying to understand how to apply it. Are we talking about here? I'm asking. I'm really. This sheet is about 
taking a certain way of being that you would love to be, defining what it is, a media, a, a value of some kind, defining what it is, as, as many details as you can possibly, possibly make. And then try it out. And then collect evidence for yourself. That's a good thing to do in writing. Here's one evidence today that I, that I wore that media. We have, we're starting slow. This way, we, have to be, we haven't even scratched the surface, you know? Are you giving us another paper? I gave you a paper. Did one paper today. Only one? Okay. So Sorry. Okay. Chevy was out of town. Just one. You just make sure you have all the papers, because in your haburus, you want to go through all of the pages and talk about them and tear them apart and come back and discuss them. Or call me and I'll come to your Kabura, even if you're in a Kabura of one. I will come or we'll get together and we'll talk about what can you write every day, what media do you want to do, let's clarify this, let's clarify that. Let's let's work it. If you think it would work out, we could make one more session after number five, which is what's the date of number five? May 17th. Yeah. I don't know, so we'll see then. But the point is we can't let this fly away over the summer. We can't. We have to help each other to stay involved in this and to keep on his bonus, no cognitive slumber. And sometimes we're allowed to slumber. That's okay too. I'm serious. You don't have to work on this every second of every day and make yourself crazy. That's not what this is about. This is about the joy of discovering self and connection to Hashem. If it's not joyous, something's off and we have to talk about it. It should feel good. What's the direct, exact translation of that word? Introspection, uh, deep thinking, questioning, analyzing, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, thank you so much, ladies, for your time and everything. And please be in touch with me if I can help in any way. Please. Are there Yes. Anybody need to take for someone else? Oh, yeah.